What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. On this edition of the Tuesday Touchback, we go over the fact that Conor vs. Khabib has finally been announced, as well as a deep dive analysis of all things UFC moving forward, some of the fights that we are absolutely the most psyched about, as well as preseason football. The time has come. Football season is here. Get ready, guys. All right, guys, we're here. First episode of the Tuesday Touchback. Got the co-hostess with the mostest. Soup, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I can't complain. I was coming back from, uh, you know, Monday's horseback riding lesson night, and we were in, uh, we were coming through the front of the neighborhood there, right by where the middle school's at. Well, I think I told you before that people drive way too fast in this neighborhood to begin with, but right in front of the middle school, two cars hit each other and the one was actually flipped over on its roof right in the middle of the road. That's insane. <laughs> I, I just, you know, it's not, the South is a little bit different than up North in that like the school zone thing doesn't really apply down here. Um, people tend to not really adhere to that at all. And, you know, I'm like a grouchy old man at this point with this neighborhood, how much I complain about people driving faster here. And it's literally going to take somebody getting killed on this road before somebody does something about it. And uh, we just drove by and I was like, Oh, look, there's a fire truck. And uh, they do this really, you know, I'll say cool, but I don't know another way to put it. They do this really uh, interesting thing that I'm thankful for down here is that whenever there's a bad wreck, they sort of position fire trucks around the wreck. So people can't see it. Yeah, that's a good idea. And the way these ones were set up, though, there was like the side of the road that we were on heading into the neighborhood. There was like a pretty decent gap. And I looked over and it's just a car flipped over on its roof right in front of the middle school. Are you kidding me? Like, how fast were you going? So in front of a middle school to flip over on your roof is how can you be a grumpy old man and complain about people's speed? Yet you own a motorized tricycle. That's true. I do. For those who are not aware, I own a basically like a big wheel from when you were a kid, but we put a go-kart motor on the back. Uh, it goes about 35 miles an hour. It's pretty nice. But the thing is though, is we keep it in the neighborhood and we use it responsibly. I'm not in a 6,000 pound Lexus SUV going 60 miles down, 60 miles an hour down the road in a 30 mile an hour zone because I know nobody's going to pull me over. So it's just, it's annoying. Somebody's going to get hurt. You know, all the golf carts that are in my neighborhood, somebody's going to get hit. It's just, ugh, yuck. I hope everybody's okay. All that to say that I hope everybody's okay. But anyway, um, so what we want to do with the Tuesday touchback, it's a little bit different than the Friday show, which is based primarily on wagers. Uh, what we want to do with this show or our goal for this show is to go over some of the things that we bet on, that we hit on, some of the things that we bet and we missed and some things that we're looking forward to just so the informed listener can go ahead and do some research of their own. So that way, when we go over it on the Friday 
prior to the event, you have a little bit of knowledge as well. And you can sort of counterbalance that off of what we are going to present uh, on the Friday show. So that being said, some of the stuff that we hit on, uh, especially the last UFC pay-per-view, we were wildly successful. Um, and we touched on this on the on last Friday's show, but the Cejudo Mighty Mouse fight was lights out. I mean, that was one of the biggest hits that I've had to date. I don't know about you, Soup. Yeah. Um, yeah, for UFC for sure. Um, I've hit a couple 25, 30, 35 to 1 parlays in football, but a single UFC fight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the biggest hit I've had since the Ronda Rousey uh, Holly Holm fight. Um, but the reason why that one was such a, a big hit for me was I had that as a five fight parlay with that being my little cherry on the top. So, I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I was so happy when that one hit. Um, but the, the, the Mighty Mouse fight, you know, and it's not that I dislike Mighty Mouse. It's just with odds like that and knowing what you know and having that gut feeling on what's going to hit. I mean, that was just beautiful. I was, I was ecstatic. With yeah, yeah. I think it, it matches. Um, it's actually, it matches my biggest, uh, as far as combat sports go. Um, took the hometown kid when Jeff Horn and Manny Pacquiao fought. Um, kind of just, you know, figured fighting in Australia, he's going to get the discount and absolutely did. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a hometown job. I, th I thought that Manny won that fight, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the judges' scorecards say. You got the slip in, and you did. I mean, and you, you don't discount yourself, too. You hit big on the Terrence Crawford knockout, too. You called the round yeah. on that one, so that That's was right. a big one, too. Um, yeah, I forgot about that, too. Yeah, that was a nice little, nice little payday. But uh, in the spirit of UFC and combat sports – I hate to say it, but the fight of the year just got announced, man. We're talking about Khabib versus Connor. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, the circus begins. The circus begins. Yeah. Um, was that November 10th? I'll have to look up the date on it, but yeah, I think you're right. How about, uh, no, I'm sorry. The, um, the uh, Mike Perry uh, Cerrone's November 10th. Okay. Yeah, well, that's another fight I'm looking forward to for yeah, sure. Connor Khabib's before that, but um, I see this going one of two ways. I mean, the less likely of the two, Connor takes him out early. Yeah. Um, Khabib walks around, just his his stance holds his head high. It's like he's waiting to get tagged. And he's never fought a guy with the power of Conor McGregor as much as I, you know, dislike the guy's arrogance and his overall attitude and showboating. The guy can hit hard. Right. There's no denying that. So the likely outcome, in my opinion, I think Khabib takes him down. I think he controls it. And I think physically and mentally, he destroys Conor. He makes him panic wrestle on his back. If he lays on him for 15 to 20 minutes and controls the ground, I don't. I don't think there's any chance. I think Connor's going to be exhausted by the third round. Is there a chance, because of the amount of ego that's attached to the McGregor name, that if he goes in there and this fight goes the way every Khabib fanboy wants it to go, that Connor never fights in the UFC again? 
Yes. Kind of. I think so. so. I think so. I mean, and listen, I, I say it like this, right? I mean, it's like, it's like the whole adage of, you know, you can fight somebody and beat somebody up. Uh, but then if you, if you fight somebody else and you get beat up, it's always just, you know, shut your mouth before I go get so-and-so again and have him beat you up. So if you're Connor, I guess outside of a payday fight, there's really no point in you fighting in the UFC anymore. If you go in there and Khabib gets a hold of him and ragdolls him and just beats him up and, you know, he says he wants to take his time with him, which is kind of creepy, and just beat <laughs> him up and rearrange him. If he does that and he's able to successfully do it and Connor doesn't quit, or even if Connor quits, um, can you come back from that? I mean, you know, his whole shtick is that he's the best, that nobody can take his shots, that he's the, you know, he's the supreme fighter in all ways, shape, and form. If Khabib goes in there and does what people are betting and what sports books are saying he's going to do, if you're Connor, I don't know how you bounce back from that. Um, I really don't. So was it was it was Chad Mendez that was controlling that entire fight against Connor, correct? So it wasn't that he he wasn't controlling it, but the issue he was effective. He was more yes. effective in that round and he landed the takedowns. The issue was is that Mendez came in short notice. Um he did not have the cardio necessary to implement the game plan that he had. So the, the, right. the pace that he set in round one was unattainable as far as rounds two, three, four, five, whatever it would have went. I think the alpha male team, as well as Mendez thought that we'll go in there, we'll hit him with some shots and we'll get him to give up because Connor's cardio has always been an issue. His wrestling has always been an issue. And their logic was if we can go in there and put it on him for eight minutes, we can get him out of there. And he sort of just weathered the storm and, you know, nothing makes you susceptible to being knocked out, like being tired. And Mendez was just exhausted. And Connor hit him with that left hand. That's essentially a stick of dynamite attached to his arm. And it just crumpled him. Um, I think with a full camp, Mendez can throttle McGregor. Um, Or he could, I don't know if he could do it now. I don't want to give, I don't want to shortchange what Connor's capable of because he is a talented fighter and being up at 170 and then floating around at, at the, at the weight he fought Mayweather at, and then fighting at 155, the idea of him going down to 145 again is just non-existent. That's never going to happen. So Mendez isn't particularly big. I don't necessarily think that, you know, if they were to run it back right now, that Mendez would make it all that competitive. He might, he might, but I, I would still probably favor no, Connor in that good. fight. It's been what three years, so it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. But I, I think, and you know, I don't know if this is something worth squatting on or not. But I think that if Khabib can impose himself the way he wants to, I think he could retire Connor. And that's not any, that's not so much a dig against Connor as it is you've got all the money in the world in your bank account, mm-hmm. you've got celebrity status. It's almost like the Ronda Rousey thing where you there's this air of invincibility around you, but then you come in and you get your you get waxed by competition. It's hard to be a tough guy anymore. You know, it's hard for Ronda Rousey to be tough in the UFC anymore after getting kicked to sleep and then Nunez just 
beating her up like she was a punching bag. How, yeah. You can't really come out with that scowl on your face like you're going to beat people up anymore. So, I mean, I think professional wrestling, if Connor really wants to do anything, is probably uh, a good avenue, even though he doesn't need it from a money standpoint. No, but as far as the personality goes, uh, it's 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 a perfect fit for him. Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, here here's the thing, and you alluded to this, and 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 it's, you're you're absolutely right. So, two of Khabib's last four opponents were against guys that had no business being in there. Um, Ally Akinta, he should that 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 was just that was a that was a disaster. Um, and then Daryl Horcher, both of these guys were last minute replacements. Um, they, I mean, that's just there's levels to this. And they're not on Khabib's level. That being said, Khabib's inability to get uh, Ally Akinta out of there was troublesome. Yeah, it's concerning I, for sure. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want to discredit Akinta's toughness. But if, you know, it's like when John Jones came back and fought OSP. That fight should have never went to decision. Like that should have been a... That should have been a, a clear-cut knockout or submission, you know. And if Khabib would have steamrolled Ali Kenta in two rounds, I'd be super high on him for this Connor fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't. And Connor's spacing's really good, and his timing's really good. He's a great counter striker. I don't think Khabib has the power. He definitely doesn't have one-punch knockout power. Um, if he can't intimidate Connor early, then. I think it could be a, a short night. I really do. I think Connor might be able to pull it off. Yeah, like I said, I think it. One of the two is going to happen first. Either Connor's going to knock him down, or Khabib's going to take him down. And I think whoever you know, whoever gets their goal first, wins the fight. I think Khabib takes him down. I think all Connor's willpower goes out. I think his bank account's on his mind. I just, I don't see him coming back from you know laying on his back for the first, you know, three, three out of the first five minutes. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, to give Connor more credit though, is in that when Khabib fought Michael Johnson, who's fast, um, Johnson did put hands on him. Now that, that fight was a domination by Khabib for like 97% of it. But there was a, a moment, I believe it was at the end of the first round, or beginning of the second round, I think it was beginning of the second round, uh, Johnson tagged him and had his leg moving a little bit stiffer, you know, <laughs> had him walking mm-hmm. like a pirate for a couple seconds. Um, I don't think he was any, in any real trouble, but Khabib, like you said, doesn't have great head movement and can be hit. And when you have a guy with the accuracy of Conor McGregor, uh, that's a real issue. So so here, here's my question. <clears throat> I know it's early. Um we got plenty of time before the fight, but uh, the, the current line I'm seeing, I'm seeing Connor at a plus one twenty five and Khabib at a minus one seventy. Okay. Honestly, I want to put it on Khabib. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're telling me right now, where's my money? I'm putting it on Khabib. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think a minus one seventy is bad odds at all. No, I don't think it is either. But Especially with Connor coming off such a huge layoff, I just, yeah, I think I think minus one seventy is good odds on your money. I think it is too. I mean, I definitely it's an opportunity to make some money too. Um, but I'm a big weigh in guy. 
especially when it comes to two guys and one of them has cardio issues. And McGregor hasn't fought in the UFC since November of 2016. So by the time he gets in the cage, it'll almost be two years since the last time he fought. Um, not to say he hasn't been training, but I want to see what he looks like at weigh-ins. Yeah, that's you. That's you, and that's part of the reason why we put the shows out on Fridays because I want them to. I want to do them after weigh-ins because that's a big issue, especially when you got guys like Aldo or another fight that I want to talk about here. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to use this the segue into that. Um, the Darren Till Tyron Woodley fight. Both of those yeah. guys. Uh, that's a huge fight that I'm looking forward to, and both of those guys cut a ton of weight. Did you see Darren Till <clears throat> at the fight announcement? Yes. Yeah. Dude, he looks he is massive. Oh, he's a, he's he's every bit walking around as a light heavyweight should be fighting as a middleweight and somehow brings his body down to welter. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's not attainable for any prolonged period of time. He can't sustain that. But uh, you know, I think you're looking at a future middleweight champ of the world with Darren Till. <clears throat> I don't necessarily know if he's going to be the welterweight champ. I um. So Darren Till is obviously the superior striker in this matchup. Uh, he's 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 way more accurate. My concern with him, it will be a little bit over aggressive. Because, you know, the aggression is going to be great because you want to tire out Woodley. Right. I mean, even in that the Wonder Boy fights where they seemed like snooze fests. Once Woodley finally got Wonder Boy on the ground in the third round, when he got back up, he was exhausted. Right. If you can tire out Woodley and, and you know, protect yourself from that massive overhand, you've got a good chance of beating him. But if he's over aggressive, and, you know, he shoots in and Woodley hits him with that overhand. It's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and here's, so here's some of the things that I don't like about Till. Okay. Um, 17 and 0. That level of undefeated, with the exception of Khabib, which is 26, who's 26 and 0. Usually when you're that high up, especially in this game with no losses, it'll, you almost walk around with that, I'm due. Um, and I say that because if you look at his record, and in particular the UFC, he has no high-profile wins um, other than Wonder Boy. And I'm still on the fence about that fight. I'm not necessarily so sure that he won that so much as wonder boy lost it. Um, basically boy due to that knee, that knee injury. Pace. What now? I said, wonder boy definitely let till control the pace of that fight. Right. He showed no initiative in controlling the center of the octagon or anything like that. He let till take over, which is how Woodley fights. Exactly. So one of the reasons why the, the Woodley, uh, wonder boy fights were so, Ugh, exhausting to watch mm -hmm. was the fact that they were both just waiting for the other person to do something. And I feel right. like Woodley is going to get the same look at Till as he got when he looked at Wonder Boy. The only difference is, is that Till is bigger where uh, Wonder Boy was a little bit more creative, 
I guess you could say. I don't think Till's going to come at him with the creativity that Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy will hit you with a crescent kick while he's facing the wrong way, you know, or he'll switch stances and come over with, you know, some sort of switch kick, you know, right hand combo from a karate stance. And you don't know where, you know, what's coming from, what's the lead hand, what's it's it, his ability to control space and movement is fantastic. Um, Till just looks like a, I mean, you know, the nickname, the gorilla is accurate. Cause that's what he looks like when he's stalking people around the cage. But do you think Darren Till can control this fight? Like, um, like Rory McDonald did against Woodley. If, if Tyron lets him. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, what, what has he shown in his championship bouts that makes you think that he won't? Well, I don't, I don't think he won't. I, I don't think he will. Um, I don't, I don't know if he will, I guess is a better way to put it because the one thing that's so frustrating about betting Woodley on anything is you don't know what version of him is going to show up. Um, you know, since he knocked out Lawler to win the belt, he has no finishes. Right. Um, and he only came close to finishing the Wonder Boy fight at the very end of the Wonder mm-hmm. Boy fight. Um, so you never know who's going to, who's going to show up. And, you know, he's talking about how motivated and aggressive he's feeling. If he comes out and meets Till in the middle, I think he has the explosiveness and I think he has the power to get him out of there regardless oh. of Till's size. His, his like quick twitch reactions are second to none. He moves, he moves quicker and faster than anybody in the UFC. Right. I mean, he, the guy looks like a middle linebacker in the NFL fighting in the yeah, UFC. For sure. Absolutely. And, the, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we've said it before, you know, there are, there's different tiers as far as skill level goes and skill of competition. And there's levels to what separates championship fighters from gatekeepers. And I think that Woodley is at the, I mean, obviously he's at the pinnacle of skill level because he's the welterweight champion of the world, but the guy has been consistently fighting world champions and world beaters for the last 10 years. And looking at Till's record, he has not, he hasn't even been fighting anywhere near like curtain jerkers. Really? I mean, with the exception of cowboy who, yeah, but that's, that's a 34, 35 year old cowboy. Right, who's got forty plus fights? Right. Um, yeah, so with the exception Cowboy of Cowboy, two thousand thirteen. Right. So with the exception of Cowboy, and with the uh, adding Wonder Boy in the mix, I I don't see where it comes into play. I mean, I, he he hasn't faced the level of competition, but there's also that, and you saw this with T.J. Dillashaw and Henan Burrell. There's a certain time where the youth catches up, and we realize there's a, a new a new guard. There's a new era in place. And I'm not talking about like, you know, Rogan saying the Machida era. I'm saying like <laughs> you have, <laughs> you have guys like Darren Till that come in and they're like, Oh, this is a two Oh five or that can cut to one seventy, and he's aggressive. And he has a gas tank that doesn't end. And he hits like a truck. We've got to figure something out. Um, almost like Rose did to Joanna. I don't yeah. think that, I don't think that Joanna 
if her and Rose fight 10 times, I think Joanna wins once. I think Rose has yeah. her number. Yeah. I mean, it, 100 times over. Yeah. That, that, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there's always, you know, what, 10 years ago, no, maybe not 10 years ago, but the just Rich Franklin and Anderson Silva. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Great fighter, you know, but he just couldn't solve the impossible puzzle of Anderson Silva. Right. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was the flare in the midnight sky that said, oh, oh, there's something different here. You know, there's something, there's something, something new is here. Something is falling from the heavens that we have not seen before. And, you know, that you have the longest title reign in UFC history. Um, so yeah, I think at this one, I'm, it's still too early to call. The big thing is going to be, I want to see whether or not Till can even make the weight. Right. Um, tentatively, I'm just going to go ahead and say he's going to win. I think Till's going to win. Um, but I want to see him make the weight first. As, yep, I'm with you on the, on the Darren Till uh, pick. Um, to give the the lines, it actually opened it uh, Till at a plus 120. Okay. And the public seems to be with us. It's been bet down to uh, even money. It's a pick em. Yeah. And like I said, I think the weigh-in is going to be what, what sways it one way or the other for me. So that's definitely going to be a Friday show that people are going to want to tune into because the weigh-ins are going to tell the story right there. Um, so I'm keeping fingers crossed, you know, Woodley is an injury prone fighter. Um, I'm keeping fingers crossed that we get to that fight because I'd love to see it. It's not very often that I'm not confident in one guy over the other. And this one legitimately has me baffled mm-hmm. um, with the weigh-ins going to be the deciding factor. And I'm okay with saying, I don't know. Whereas some guys that want to give advice will try to sway and push people in a certain direction when it comes to stuff, it, one thing that people will find out the longer this goes on is that if I don't know, I don't know. And this one genuinely has me stumped. Um, and I'm not going to put money on it till after I see the weigh-ins. And I'm sure that Till can make the weight. If Till makes weight, I'm betting Till. That's that's my stance. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh it's like we line this up perfect. Uh, that leads us for another segue into the next fight. Um, we just talked about Darren Till beating Cowboy. Um, yeah. Did you see by any chance during and a little bit after uh, the Cowboy Till fight, the little um, argument, I guess you could call it, that Darren Till and Mike Perry had and what Till said to Mike Perry? I didn't hear what he said. I mean, first of all, Till needs human subtitles because I don't understand half of the stuff he says. And I watch a lot of British TV and I don't understand that dude at all. So um, before the fight started, right. um, Mike Perry goes to Twitter and he puts, you know, I'm here. I'm in attendance about to watch Cowboy knock out Darren Till, Team USA all the way. Okay. <laughs> Platinum Darren Perry. Till obviously dominates and wins the fight. Right. Um, Mike Perry told him to sit down and shut up. And Darren Till tweets back at him, and I've got it right here in front of me. He says, I'll do what I want, you little fucking midget. <laughs> I did see that. You're right. I did see that. I did see that. Um, yeah. Well, they've they've since made up because there was yeah. – uh, 
you know, they had the, the, the classic video. If you haven't seen it, I definitely suggest looking it up. And for all the listeners, definitely look it up too, where Mike Perry just basically bull rushes him outside of a, of a hotel and asks him if, if he wants to spar and till not understanding the way that Mike Perry talks, thinks that he wants to go to a spa with them. Like they're going to get back rubs <laughs> or something. <laughs> and you know, that meathead Perry is like, I got gloves. I got all I got is MMA gloves and till realizes what, what's going on. And he's like, you know, and even like I said, with the, with the, the subtitle thing, he's like, Oh, you mean a spa? Oh, I thought you meant a spa. And it's like, dude, it's a, I, I, I can't, it's, <laughs> It all sounds the same to me. It all sounds exactly the same. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So Cowboy versus Perry. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I think Perry's going to beat Cowboy. I agree. And the reason why I say that is this. Perry just beat the more technical version of Cowboy in Paul Felder. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think Cowboy, you know, it breaks my heart to even compare, you know, cause it's, it's admitting defeat, but cowboy is reaching BJ Penn status where your air of invincibility and your ability to keep up with the upper echelon guys is gone. Um, Cowboys lost four of his last five with his only win coming over Yancey Medeiros, mm-hmm. who's barely, a, barely a curtain jerker. Um, so that's tough. Yeah. I mean, Mike Perry does struggle with guys who have, you know, a, a longer reach advantage. Like, uh, like when he fought Max Griffin in February. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an obvious struggle for him. Cause he's the kind of guy that needs to get up in your face. You know, he's, he's a, cl- he's a close combat kind of fighter. Right. Um, but the guy has no fear at all. He's full throttle the entire fight. And like you said, the, the win over Paul Felder was impressive. We, we both spoke before the fight. Um, I think we both said, you know, should Paul Felder win? Yes. But do we both have the gut feeling that Mike Perry is going to somehow pull it out? Right. And it wasn't even like a, like, like a shocking, you know, he just, I mean, he re- really put his name on the map. The only variable with that fight though was Paul Felder breaking his arm. Yeah, I can't was- help but wonder what would happen if Felder had not broken it broken his arm and been able to throw that thing. I mean, he still tried. There's no doubt about it. He's insane because he still tried to throw it. He did, but there was like a good six minutes in the fight where he did not. Um, One thing, the reach advantage is definitely something that Perry struggles with, but he he struggles a lot with guys that have game plans. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys that come in and refuse to engage him. Uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio did that and frustrated him to no end. He came in with a game plan and just same thing with uh, Alan Juban, the most handsome guy in the UFC. I don't care what Luke Rockhold says. Um, you know, these guys came in with game plans and executed and just frustrated him. If Cowboy can avoid the brawl, he has a chance at winning, but I don't think he's going to avoid the brawl. I don't think he can. No, but he doesn't have so, the footwork for it. There's no line on it yet. They haven't they haven't put out the line yet. But I will tell you one thing: 100. percent If the over under is at two and a half, 
I'm going under all day. I don't see this fight reaching the distance by any means. Oh, there's no way. No, 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 no. no there's no way. I think that's I think that's easy money going under two and a half. Um, that's if it comes out at two and a half. Yeah, if that's a big yeah. if. I, yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. I would I would be surprised if you would if you don't see like where they start breaking it down to the minute where mm-hmm. like will the fight make it past the third minute of the second round and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see all kinds of funky prop bets show up for this one. Uh, you know, we're see the books try to make some money off of, you know, whatever, 15 seconds one way or the other, which in a fight like this, I would avoid because you never know how quickly one, how quickly Perry can come out or two, how quickly Cowboy's going to get his bearings. If Cowboy can come out and he's in the zone right from the jump, he can get Perry out of there for sure. Um, because Perry's not unlike Rick's story, except for Rick's story is a better wrestler. But as far as like body composition and aggressiveness and power goes, Rick's story and Mike Perry are pretty close. And he beat the dog crap out of uh, Rick's story. So I just think Cowboy's you know, whatever needs to be set out the pasture, whatever cowboy reference you want to use there. Need to go go lay him down. He's got go chill on a big ranch in the retirement land. I think he's done. I think he's absolutely done. Um, And then speaking of Texas and ranches, you got Gaethje versus Vic. Yeah. My doppelganger. Your doppelganger, your doppelganger. It, it is weird that you two look so similar. Uh, talking about Gaethje, not Vic. Um, I guess my question is, and I have this on my notes here highlighted: Is Gaethje elite? I mean, his nickname fits him. That's for sure. He is a highlight, one hundred percent, no doubt about it. Right. I mean, the guy's got three straight fight of the nights. Yeah, but two of him were him getting his butt kicked. I mean, so the the Poirier fight, um, he doesn't get docked that point for the eye poke. You know, it, it and they're accidental. They they weren't on purpose, right? He doesn't get docked that. Um, they actually they released the card. You know, he would have been he would have been down on the cards two to one, but it would have been twenty nine twenty eight, right? Yes, he got rocked early in the fourth, and Poirier was able to finish him. But, I mean, the guy still puts on a hell of a show. He's coming off two, you know, like you said, he's coming off his two losses. Um, I don't see him taking a third loss in a row. I really don't. Oh, see, I didn't, th- I didn't think that you were going to go this way. No, because- no Gage, Gage is my pick in this one. Like, don't get me wrong, James Vick's bigger. He's a massive lightweight. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, a big boy. 6'3", you know, he's got a 75, 76-inch reach. Yeah. Um, you know, his conditioning's unbelievable for his size. Right. Well, he's a boxer. I mean, he used to be a boxer. Yeah. So he's got that He's got that gas tank. And the thing is with Vic, can he avoid the brawl? Right. Um, if he can avoid the brawl, I think he's going to be in good shape. Um, whenever he has lost to uh Benil Dariush it was a knockout and it was brutal and it was because he let Dariush get inside and 
and put hands on him. Um, and that was at a time where Vic was saying that, like, please feed me somebody that's, you know, higher up in the rankings. I'm elite. I want to make a push for the t- a title run. You know, give me a shot. And then Darius came in there and waxed him. And then they've been giving him sort of like those fringe top 15 guys again for a while. And now they're saying, uh, do you think you're ready for another crack at the upper tier? And he is, I believe, gone back to the drawing board and sort of retooled himself. I think that you will see him come out and use a lot of jabs, a lot of push kicks. Um, one thing that Gaethje has shown that he's really susceptible to is leg kicks. He yeah. throws he throws great leg kicks too. Don't get me wrong. He throws great leg kicks. But he gets, because he just plods forward, he can get tagged quite a bit. And I yeah. think, you know, I remember watching an interview with Gaethje back when he was doing the World Series of Fighting. And he said, you know, he sort of alluded to the fact that all these punches were going to catch up to him at some point. And when that chin goes, it goes. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we saw it with the Michael Johnson fight and then the Eddie Alvarez fight and the Poirier fight. It seems like as those three progressed, shots that wouldn't normally rock him were starting to rock him. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm wondering. If there's it's no doubt that, you know, Vic's the more well-rounded, polished fighter. Mm, agreed. I'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. But I just think that Gaethje's accuracy and power and just his natural ability to fight, you know, it, it's like he was born with the purpose to fight. Oh, for sure. That guy's – you can put him in a time machine and send him to any era and he would be like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm getting him at a plus 140. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I don't think. Yeah, I think I think that's okay. Um, you know, I think that this fight's a lot closer than that line says. I would yeah. I put it more to pick him than anything else. So I don't think that taking, you know, whatever whatever your unit is, putting even two or three on it, just to, you know, just for the sheer fact that the line is cl- or the fight is closer than the line would dictate. And I thought that I thought that with the Cub Swanson fight that we missed. Um, right, but. You know who who thinks that Cub Swanson's going to get knocked, you know, knocked on his butt with a jab? Yeah, um, no, nobody's thinking that. Um, so, I mean, I, I called it in the breakdown that if you know Moicano put anything around his chin, he was going to tap immediately, which is exactly what happened. Um, but yeah, Moicano tested the feet, put him down, then tapped him out. But anyway, all that being said, I. I think that this fight is a lot closer than that line indicates. Um, And I think that people would, I don't think it's dumb to put money on Gaethje. I don't think that at all. I don't think he's going to win the fight. My personal pick is Vic. Um, I think Vic Perry and Till, as far as what we're talking about, I also think Khabib is going to win as well. Yeah. And I've got, I've got Perry, Till, Khabib, and I'm going with Gaethje. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's there's got to be some point of contention here, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, do you have anything else fight wise that you want to go over while we got the uh, the captive audience here? Um, I mean, the Korean Zombie Eddie Alvarez fight, you know that 
it's it's nothing to sleep on. Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you breaking news to me right now? How am I missing this? Um, if I'm not mistaken. So first of all, Korean zombies coming up in weight and fighting at lightweight. Listen, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I saw that earlier today. Okay. Well, we're going to put a pin in that because if that's the case, then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that. But as of right now, if you don't have anything else, we're at 40 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Cause I want to be, I want to be, uh, you know, cognizant of people's time. Yes. Correction. Right. Um, I'm sorry. It's Korean zombie and Frankie Edgar. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Way yeah. more sense. Um, and I did see that. Um, I thought maybe Frankie got hurt or something. I, you were, you were blowing my mind there. Yeah, first. I know. yeah that, that, that's my fault. Um, I think Frankie wins that fight. I think Frankie wins any fight that's not Jose Aldo or a title fight at featherweight. I don't, I, I can't, even with the Ortega fight, um, and I, I know we talked about this too, even with the Ortega fight, I've said that Brian Ortega was going to be a champion for years now. And even then going up against Frankie Edgar, I thought that was a death sentence for his title run because I was like, I just, I can't, I have bet against Frankie Edgar and lost too many times. I just refuse to do it. So maybe maybe I'm too partial there. I'm not impartial when I think about that. I just <laughs> Frankie Edgar just continually wins me money or loses me money. What do you think? No, I'm with you on the Frankie Edgar pick. Um, Zombies coming off a huge layoff too. Absolutely yeah. massive layoff. He, I mean, the guys fought like twice in the last four years. I just it's too big of a layoff to come back and fight Frankie Edgar unless Frankie, you, after getting knocked out by Ortega, it's too quick of a turnaround and he's susceptible to being knocked out again. Cause I think, I think, uh, zombie will hit him. I think that, uh, you know, I think, I think that Frankie gets him out of there. I think he imposes the Frankie Edgar grind fest and gets him out of there. So, but with that being said, if you guys enjoy the Tuesday touchback with the addition to the Friday show, I want to encourage everybody to get on iTunes like subscribe, leave a review. All of our contact information is going to be available in the show notes. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, uh, shoot us an email. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Leave us some love, leave us some hate. Uh, we're open to all of it. Like I said, we're thick skinned individuals and we would love to hear your input on not only the show, but what you think is going to go, uh, go down with the fights. And I would, I, if it's all right with you soup, if we can start getting the reviews up, I'd like to do something where we sort of give a shout out, maybe read like a review of the week or something like that. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. I think that, I think that would go over well. So, you know, like, and share this show. Um, you know, if you think that you found a honey hole with us, as far as good picks that you can get out, share, um, you know, like I said, in the first episode, we want to try to increase this overall on all platforms in all sports to try to make, uh, the overall viewing experience of sporting events uh, more complete and a lot more fun and immersive for the people that are watching. So if you like what we're doing, um, you know, share with others and be sure to let us know about it. And until Friday's show, we'll catch you guys later. Take care.